What's up, everybody? So I want to let you know that the Alpha Brain Golden Ticket Sweepstakes are still going on. And that's just a rad opportunity not only to stock up on your Alpha Brain or give Alpha Brain a try. Because if you haven't tried Alpha Brain, it's definitely one of those tools that's different than any stimulant you've had and gets your brain firing in an absolutely different way. And that's what our clinical research has shown, and that's what everybody who's tried it. You know, we've sold over a million bottles of Alpha Brain, and the results are in. It works. It's awesome. So this is a great opportunity, though, because if you get the Golden Ticket Sweepstakes, everybody is a winner, and there's a bunch of cool shit that we're giving away, from kettlebell sets to different other products, to discounts. Every single person is going to be a winner if you go to the golden ticket sweepstakes so check it out on it.com slash golden ticket and then enter the code and fill in the entry form there's going to be a grand prize for one of you which is going to be a trip out here to austin and on hq so you'll be able to come hang at the hq and do all the awesome on it things so definitely check it out go to on it.com slash golden dash ticket and get your 30 count or 90 count bottle of alpha brain before we get started i want to talk about on its new grass-fed whey protein now, having a grass-fed whey protein at your house is really one of the essential things for a proper weight management program, if you're looking for gains, or if you're just looking to support yourself with adequate nutrition. It has a complete amino acid profile, meaning no matter how many muscles you break down, you're going to be recovering and supporting yourself with that full amino acid profile. Plus, being grass-fed, it comes from happy cows. These cows are in New Zealand, they do the haka, they're having a great time, and you know that you're not supporting the cow industrial complex. The flavors are awesome. We have a vanilla flavor that's one of my favorite flavors to blend in any kind of smoothie, even really simple smoothies with just berries, almond butter, and the grass-fed whey, water, ice, and it's delicious. And then we have a chocolate flavor that I blend in all kinds of things, smoothies as well, but also teas and coffees to just add that additional protein support. These come in big-ass tubs. The pricing is right. The flavor is right. The sourcing is right. And it's just a product that everybody should have in their pantry. So definitely check ours out on it.com slash Aubrey and lock in your 10%. Now, a lot of you might already take a liquid fish oil. And if you're like me, it's one of those things that you really don't look forward to. So when we created Join Oil, that was one of the problems I wanted to solve. We used some really good natural flavorings, some natural sweeteners, and we made this thing taste like an orange dreamsicle, like literally like an orange dreamsicle. It sits in your fridge, and it's going to be calling to you, just like those popsicles would call to you when you're a kid. But that's not the real reason to take it. The real reason to take it is that it's packed with fish oil, but not only fish oil, it's packed with borage oil, it's packed with avocado oil, and curcumin, which is a turmeric extract, all of which are going to combine to provide a variety of different nutrients that are not only going to nourish your joints, they're going to make you feel better, they're going to help you sleep at night, they're going to just reduce that load that you feel on your body after training or just from living everyday life. This is an absolute staple. Helps balance out those omega-3 fatty acids and really nourishes the body where the diet often falls short. I mean, a lot of us might be eating sardines out of the can. Probably not a lot of us. I don't really eat those. I think those things are kind of nasty. But the orange dreamsicle, on the other hand, not nasty. The orange dreamsicle is delicious. So if you don't want to eat sardines and really oily fish out of a can, this is the solution. Go to onit.com slash Aubrey, save 10% off joint oil and whatever else you want. Onit.com slash Aubrey, that's two N's if you've never listened to my podcast before. Thank you, loveheads. Welcome to the podcast. I hope that all of you listening get to meet a friend like I got to meet Makad. 
I feel very blessed to meet a fellow traveler on the path, someone that I have such a strong kinship with and can share the stories of triumphs and defeats and struggles and come at it from a different perspective, living vastly different lives from a vastly different background, but still have that through line of the desire to be a little bit better in all aspects of life. He's an amazing musician, just released some incredible music on Spotify. His single, Tears Away, is one of my favorite songs. He's also an actor on the hit show Supergirl. You might have seen him on True Blood as the character Eggs. This is Makad Brooks. He's my brother. Enjoy the podcast. Man, it's been fucking good to have you here this week, brother. Man, hey, I know. It's been amazing. Yeah, as it usual. has. You know, I remember back when we were first... When we first met and we're hanging out, that was a time like I grew up a lot of my life, and a lot of your friends you just find based on proximity. Right. You know, it's like, right, right. oh, this is my homie because he's my neighbor. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? But it doesn't necessarily mean that that is a person who's like a kindred spirit. Who's or like that a, you should be hanging out. <laughs> that right. should be your friend. Yeah. And then it takes a little while to actually, you know, put out enough energy that you start attracting similar kind of like-minded souls. Right. And I think. Bodhi was one of those guys and you were one of those guys that right. came early right. that ended pretty much a stretch where I was I was kind of like lonely as fuck up through oh. 25 even through college like in college I had homies you know I had my roommate Sam and solid dude like love that guy but we weren't the same type of person well, yeah you weren't anyway. you weren't you weren't uh, vibing on the same wavelength yeah yeah yeah, yeah. I, I, and, I it, and I appreciate and loved all those friendships but then it was dope because we met at a crazy crazy christmas party in the middle of the night but like right off don't the say bat. A crazy it was your crazy christmas party you acting like you was just there you facilitated that it was yeah that was yeah. i was in my fucking yeah. prime well yeah. i don't know if i was doing it the best but i was definitely doing it the most at that point uh, you you would you would yeah well probably both for austin <laughs> but yeah for at sure the time we were, yeah, we were pushing sure. the boundaries a little yeah, bit yeah. and anyways you roll in <laughs> you roll in and despite whatever intoxication schedule we were on, we were both like, oh shit, this dude. Yeah, what's up, man? Yeah, what's up? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's how it began. It's and a bromance. It was yeah, yeah, from day one. For sure. And I think that's something like, that's an initial message that I just want to put out to people. Like, you may be in that position where you feel like you just haven't been met, you haven't been seen, maybe right. by your partners, but maybe by your friends. Right. But the key is, is just to put out, you know, put out that gravitational field, put out that message loud enough and then fellow journeyers and travelers beat their drum will find you yeah. you know and you'll know when you find them and it'll just yeah. be like this oh shit and then you just got to keep in touch yeah and then the shit yeah. will develop yeah for sure yeah and, and I, i'm i'm happy we have I'm like i mean you know i mean to your point I've, I've i felt the same way like i was always had good friends had people i could connect with mostly it was people that i, that I worked with the people that i partied with or people that that shared similar interests but they were never people that i connected with on the wavelength so i like until you, until my girl, and until there's certain people in my life, I felt really lonely. Yeah, you know, I think that's a common experience that a lot of us feel. I think social media has probably, in some ways, given more tools for that, but it's also driven more loneliness because yeah. you can put out that consistent message on social, and then it can start to attract people of a similar vibe, just because people will find it a little bit better. Right. But then you still have to make that bridge between what's a digital relationship with an actual like right friendship <laughs> right know, like yeah. a r real legit friendship and, and i mean i think those things are easy to determine except for the fact that i think everybody curates their lives yeah so they're putting media. out bullshit already yeah so you're just you're almost like I, I don't really know you like i follow you but 
like you ever meet somebody you follow and you're like, who the fuck are you? Right. <laughs> like, yeah. You're like, yeah. oh man, you you using Facetune like a motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> And yeah. like, and why are you crying in public? <laughs> like, yeah. I thought you were happy. Just a hot mess. Yeah, it's yeah, perfectly yeah, put yeah. together. Super ghetto, seven million followers. <laughs> You're like, how did you get there? Oh, you didn't talk. Yeah, uh, yeah. cool. That's true too. That's yeah. true too. Yeah. But since that moment, what's been interesting is we've both been on a journey where we've been focusing on a lot of inward work, and right. that inward work has translated to a lot of external success. You know, in yeah. a lot of ways. Yeah. I mean, you were actually, you know, you had a big kind of blip in your career. Where you kind of burst onto the scene with uh, with the True Blood season, that kind yeah. of put you on uh, yeah. put you on some people's radars. Then, so you were already experiencing yeah. that. I had nothing at that point. I was still. What are you talking about, dude? Uh, <laughs> you, you were killing it. Well, here's the thing. I, was, I mean, yeah, killing at, it, partying. <laughs> you, you were killing it in a lot of ways, and I, I think I think I think that you know I think what you learned was balance, right? Yeah. And you took that focus because I had never seen anybody who had structured partying the way that you did. Like it was, <laughs> it was like responsible chaos. You know what I mean? Like, right. but at the same time, I remember standing in your kitchen, and you had these two big ass vials of pills. Yeah, and like one like were like blue and like yeah, purple and white, and purple one, and white, and orange, orange and white. white. Yeah, and I was like, what the hell are these things? Right? <laughs> and you're like, well, you know, well for people who party, we this is the recovery pill. <laughs> And this is the one you take beforehand so you're not a hungover mess. And it's like, I'm thinking about starting this company. Like, called on it. I'm like, that's cool, man. <laughs> I was like, no one's going to buy that shit. <laughs> <laughs> I actually thought it was a great idea from, from, the, from the onset. Right. But, uh, you, you definitely had the fire. You've always yeah, had and I was, doing, I was doing the internal work. But I think, I think really the lesson here for both of us is as we've done that internal work, you know, as that famous quote from Hermes Trismegistus, as above, so below, as within, so without, yep. as we've done that internal work, like everything externally has also yeah. continued to grow. It does that. It does that, right? It does that. I mean, and that's, whenever we get together, it's largely less about talking about the external stuff. I mean, we'll talk about that, yeah. but it's like, what have you gone through externally? Like, even when we were catching up outside by the fire. Right. I mean, we spent 90% right. of that time talking about the internal things right. that we've gone through, our internal achievements, how we've dealt with internal right. struggles, right. what medicines and plants we've used to help us yeah. deal with these internal struggles. Right. And then the outer manifestation is like, oh yeah, I got this thing going on and this thing's yeah, going yeah. on, I mean, but, it, it but seems, that ain't the thing. It seems less important. It seems, yeah. it seems, like, like when I'm talking to you, and I'm very thankful and grateful that, that I have a brother in my life that I can talk to about my internal growth and, 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 and the internal journey. Because uh, that's, that's, that's rare. It's just rare, like with anybody. It's like uh, you, you talk to most people, and it's a, it's always about what's going on in your life, and what they mean is what are you working on, right? What stresses are are you, you know, even if even they really care, it's what stresses are you overcoming? But it's not like where are you, like what 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 space and time are you planting your feet in internally, and it's really really good it's i don't realize how much i miss that until you and i get a chance to actually just talk one-on-one -on -one sure. sometimes yeah yeah because all the small yeah. talk is focused on internal oh nice weather today completely outside of your control completely inconsequential like how's your how's your internal weather motherfucker right like are you dealing with right. storms are you in a fucking yeah. tornado right, right. now <laughs> is it sunlight is it sunshine yeah, like yeah, what's yeah, your yeah, internal yeah. weather you hot you yeah. cold you in the deep yeah, you in yeah, the light yeah. like where you at but it's a great way of putting it and then what do you do well, who cares what you do? Like, who are you? I don't, I don't even answer that question anymore. Right. Like, I think you saw it yesterday. Yeah, Somebody yeah. goes, I was like, oh, yeah, I'm his friend. 
Like, that's what you do for a living? I don't know, man. Whatever. Like, yeah. But it, it's hard to dive straight deep in because there are those people who will meet you immediately and like, oh, man. what is your greatest challenge? You'll be like, hey, man, we got to get to know each other like, a little bit I, first. I, I, I'll take it. Uh, can I get almond milk in the latte, please? <laughs> yeah. Almond milk, okay? <laughs> greatest challenge is getting you to pour almond milk on my drink right now. Please do that. Yeah. Yeah. So <laughs> it is a balance, but, you know, ultimately, I think a lot of friends will still just stay on that on that external tip where they'll just talk about these external stuff and not really focus on the deeper issues and then right. help each other right. deal with those deeper issues. And, and, and you know, I, I think there's a paradigm shift happening. Yeah. I think there's one coming. And I think that there's, you know, I mean, that, that whole phrase, stay woke or woke, I mean, it's, it's kind of annoying in a way, mm -hmm. but I really like the fact that people are talking about the awakening, yeah. talking about waking up the soul, and um, yeah, you know, I, I just found as I get older, more mature, I, I just don't have time to talk about who won what. I don't care who won that game. And I don't care who did that over there. And I don't care what you do for a living. And I don't really care. Like, I don't care. I, I care if you like it. Yep. I care if, if it's making you feel fulfilled. I, I care about that. You want to talk about something that, that actually matters? Let's go all day. I'll talk to anybody about anything that matters, but you want to talk about what you had for lunch? I don't, I don't give a fuck. Like, yeah. I, don't, I don't care anymore. <laughs> like, I, I don't have the patience for it. I really don't. Right, yeah. It's yeah. just driving. Because once you realize that the internal is really everything, like, it's everything, that you can be in heaven or hell at any given moment, right. and it doesn't matter what's happening externally. Like Both of us have been in situations where if someone took a video camera to us, they would look around and be like, heaven, naked My girls. God fucking um, sunshine yacht yacht yeah. and and we're just in our own internal shit storm you yeah know, just yeah. fucking bummed and sad and really? depressed and and we've also been in another situation that looks like man that looks like it sucks but inside we're in our own fucking internal heaven hurricane outside but you're just you're you're, you're this sort of this peaceful uh, sailor just like steering steering your ship away from the rocks and stuff. right yeah so what have been the tools because your path has mimicked mine a lot but what have been the tools that you really credit with being able to drive that internal change that allows you to control your internal environment that's a great question i wish see here's the thing too i wish i wish most interviews were like this <laughs> but i really don't do interviews anymore i'm like i don't want to talk about kim kardashian's baby i'm sure it's a sweet baby but i don't know she it. has a baby i don't know <laughs> i don't know um, God bless them, and I, I, I and I think they do have kids, and I hope they're well. <laughs> Frankly, and really, I mean, really, yeah. Of but um, but um, hope all kids are well, including they're, but, but they're not. So like yeah. that's you know, and I think that's one. I, I think one of the reasons that kids aren't well is because they're not focusing on what what the truth is, which is the interior. And so like to to your to your point to your question, the things that have really helped me is a connection to source. Yeah, and, and continuing that connection to source, and no matter what you believe we all know that we're part spiritual, part physical. We all know that. <clears throat> you might not accept it, you might not, uh, you might fight it, you, 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 you might ignore it, but it's there. And um, it's really been exploring that part of my, my being that has helped me achieve what I've achieved on, on the outside and somebody looking at me saying, oh, that guy's really successful. It's only because I, I'm delving into the source and I'm having success on the inside that I'm having on the outside. Because mm -hmm. I can have success on the outside and still be miserable, yeah. right? 
but the thing that, that keeps you going and, and creates longevity in, in, in happiness and in, and in career success, I think is really knowing who you are and fighting for who you are. And you can't do that unless you're willing to take that dive inside. Mm-hmm. And, and that's, to me, that's the work. That's the hardest part, right? Like, like the, the, the interior universe is so much more rewarding and difficult to navigate than the exterior universe, right? Like if you can figure out, fuck, when was the first time I felt let down? Yeah. When was the first time I felt insecure? When was the first time I felt disappointed? And if you can go to that four-year-old self of yours and work through those issues in yourself, that meeting's nothing. Yeah. That that audition is nothing. That that period in, in business where you know a partnership doesn't work out or a friendship is not working out or a relationship is not working out that's nothing compared to the relationship you're having with yourself so that, that's that's the piece of advice that, that i would give people is that this is really about who you are right and figuring not that your, out and that's not your identity and that's not your no. story no. you know so many times people say who you are and that's your personal story right and that story can include actual biological you know biological facts you know and that's like a steadier part of the story and then there's all the things that happen to you and then it's all the things that you've attached to that and all that but then you can also have the story of oh i'm a interdimensional being that's currently alive inside this this human body (laughs) yeah and some shit happened to this human body right like it always does right shit is going to happen to the human body and we're going to have to deal with that and overcome it but you change that point of identification to that you know, part of you that is connected to source or the collective or God or whatever your vocabulary yeah. you know, kind of finds. But what are the, so then how does, if someone's listening to that and being like, man, connect to source, sounds great. I don't know how to do that shit. What, hmm. would you, what do you tell that person? Well, I tell that person that, that you, are, you actually already are connected. Yep. You have to just it's it's more about the practice of quieting your mind, right? Mm-hmm. It's more about the practice of some some people use meditation, some people need a near death experience, some people need a a really bad breakup, some people just need a shock to to, to the system and the pattern to where they're just wait a second, what's happening, right? It's almost and, like the external will provide it if you don't go looking for it yourself, right? Because right. you are connected, and, and that happened to you, yeah. In a certain degree as well. Yeah, like no. <laughs> you, you sing yeah. about it in some of your songs. We'll get right. into some of the music right. a little bit later. But like, what happened? Like, what was your near death? You had like two of them, right? I had I had two on uh, the same day or something. Yeah. Well, uh, two years apart, same day. Yeah. Yeah. So May twentieth, two thousand nine. Uh, I was I'd already been hospitalized uh, for a amoebic antimicrobial parasite, which is a water based parasite that I got in North Africa. Think monsters inside me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, what is that? That's a show. That's okay. a show. Right. Yeah. That's a show where I, people I get... know nothing about pop culture at all. Like, <laughs> That's a show where there's parasites. I was like, doctors can't figure it out. There's a monster but yes, there is. <laughs> doctors can't figure it out, and then the, yeah, they make yeah, a show about that. Absolutely. Just that. Like, yeah. like so I, I, was, I was, I think, I mean, it might have been two weeks I was in the hospital. Off and on, I was in the hospital for about a month. But at this stretch, I think it was about 10 days, and... Um, they finally figured out that it that it wasn't cancer, that it wasn't uh, everything else under the sun that they thought it was because Western medicine is just, they take guesses and they start throwing darts, right? Filled fill with medicine. Yeah. So a lot of these darts were too strong for me. 
and they uh, there's three different parasite medications, and there's three different medications because most people are allergic to at least one or two of those. I happen to be the person who's allergic to two. Um, so with the amount of drugs in my system uh, counteracting with that parasite medication, I had this really bad allergic reaction, and the vitals got crushed, and I went. Went to the other side. And um, I actually, you know, the, the craziest part is my, my, a good friend of mine who's in Paris right now, she just lost, you know, honey. Mm -hmm. She just lost her mom. And it's really hard. It's really been really hard for her. And I, and I was in the middle of the night last night. I couldn't sleep. And uh, I've been avoiding this. And I actually told her the whole story because she, she needed to hear it. Yeah. About what happens when you cross over. <clears throat> and this is the first time I've actually ever done that. It was last night. And that, that's powerful. Yeah. It's really powerful. And, but then it also made me understand what place it held in my life because it was like, There's this spiral of existence that, that starts to go down this drain away from you, sort of, in a way, including sound and vision and touch and feeling and everything that you, that, you, that you equate with being alive and everything you ever equated with being alive. It just starts to go in this little spiral, like almost like this, uh, this geometrical shape. But to think of touch in a shape is weird, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. like you, but you can feel the touch the the, the 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 sensation of being able to feel something leaving you and um it's there's this moment of intense fear and then followed by you this this the, the source connection going no you're good, you're good. Mm -hmm. don't fight this one and you're like but but and, you're like, and then it's like no not this one don't fight this one and it's this calming sort of voice that comes over it's your voice. It's not your voice. It's 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 your voice you used to have. It's 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 the voice, and it's saying, "You're fine. Just, this Peace. is the, this is the sleep. This is the nap. Yeah. You're good. You're good." And then inst instantaneously, there's this feeling of of pure bliss, of pure peace, of of extreme comfort. There's nothing in this life. There's nothing in human form that you can compare this to, nothing. Like yeah. I've had great experiences in my life. I've had happiness and bliss and, 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 and ecstasy in ways that most, most men would, would, and humans would, wouldn't, wouldn't even think is real. Yep. It's nothing. It's nothing compared to going home. And <clears throat> what that did for me was make me understand that, okay, yeah, I'm here, like Makad's here, I'm here in this outfit, I'm wearing these clothes, and I got this jewelry, I got my parents, I have my girl, I have, I have my, my life experiences, I have the patterns that I've, that I've uh, formulated based on those experiences. But I'm also somewhere else all the time. And, and we forget that, we yeah. forgot. We forgot that this is, I don't wanna say it's a dress rehearsal, because it's not, but this, this is the, and I don't even want to say it's a game because I don't think it is either. It's more like a uh, a projection of a part of our reality. Yeah. Right. I like the and it, it, game is a funny word because it trivializes it. Right. But this is it is in a way when you understand that destination of where you're going and the eternal infinite nature of that it, part of yourself. It's it becomes game. the yeah. greatest video game that you could ever imagine. Right. Like if we were going to design the best video game, you'd be like, listen, the graphics are going to be 
fucking incredible. You won't be able to tell. You won't even. Yeah, you're gonna be actually be the controller. You're gonna feel everything, everything you touch, everything you do. There's gonna be more massive multiplayer. You got like animals and humans and everything. It's gonna be so dope. And when you die, you're gonna think you died. It's gonna be so sick. And you'll be like, fuck yeah, that game sounds awesome. Great, great, cool. Yeah, it's called life. Yeah, it's called life. Yeah, let's 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 play. But at the same time, it's almost like these graphics are nothing. <laughs> these sounds are nothing. The these these feelings that 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 are being see the problem is these feelings are being interpreted through the vessel that has created patterns based on these experiences that we have all had. Right? Doesn't matter who you are. Even the masters have to go into the mountains and be alone to to really experience what life feels like. Actually, feels like without attaching it to a bad experience you had that that this may trigger. Right? So, or even when it's a good experience, think about a good experience that you're having where some part of you goes like, don't enjoy this too much because it's going to, it's going to get taken away from you. You know, like there's always that well, mental, you're, you're kind of waiting for the other shoe to drop. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's that mental process that yeah. always just sabotages you in both good and bad situations. If you're yeah. not really conscious of what the mind is going to do. And, 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 and to that point, actually, actually brings me to the, to, to your initial question, like what, what, was the catalyst for, for excuse me what was the catalyst for me to 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 turn over this new leaf to be connected to source was that i realized that every single thought i had was not mine wasn't mine <laughs> wasn't mine it was mine to to experience it was mine to engage with but it wasn't mine to hold on to it was macad's but it wasn't yours it wasn't even macad's check, check this out but your thoughts come from universe your imagination comes you can't imagine anything outside of the universe you can't so everything that you're doing everybody just tried to imagine something outside of the universe and, and they fail <laughs> miserably they fail yeah you're like the unicorn with the zebra leg and the wait that's here okay that's yeah they got that <laughs> like but there I, I wouldn't even take ownership in a good or a bad way that that that, that the thoughts are macaques mm-hmm. they're just going through you the universe does not stop and start at your skin. It doesn't stop and start at your brain. It's just going through you. And whatever thought you decide to grab onto and manifest, that's the truth. Whatever thought you decide to go, oh, no, no, no. Not the truth. Not yours. So it's, it's this, there's this level of engagement that takes responsibility and, and, and energy and gravity and power that you can grab any thought you want and make that one yours. Or you can say, these are a bunch of thoughts that are just gonna need to pass through because this is bullshit. And so I started to realize that more and more and more is the, the more I, I, I allowed myself to be connected to source. And you know, this then two years later to the day, May 20th, 2011, I had a car accident that put me into a coma uh, for three days. And it was, it was, it was, it was bad. It was bad. You know, there's, 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 I mean, I'm not gonna lie. There's still some spots in my memory sometimes. Like I'll see somebody and be like, I know you, I don't know your name, but I know you. And uh, you're gonna have to bear with me. What's your birthday again? Like there's names and dates. I'm like, I, you wanna talk about quantum physics? Got that. Yeah, <laughs> we can yeah. talk about quantum physics all day, but what's your name again? <laughs> like, right. So that, that's, that's, that happens every now and then. And, and that's, that's hard to admit, but because I, because I admit it, because I'm aware of it, I'm working on it, right? And I'm, I'm actively doing things to, to counteract that in the future. Um, 
but there was this, once again, there was this responsibility that I had uh, in the aftermath of these events. Do I allow this to make me who I am? Or do I allow this to make me who I am? Did it happen to you or for you? Right. Yeah. Perfectly put. That's the question. That's the question that we all have when this happens. And, you know, so there's these external events that can happen. And certainly there were certain parts of you that needed to wake up to some truth. And there's certain parts of me that needed to die. And certain parts of you to the lies that I've created. And so the universe created actual death for (laughs) you to do that. Now, the other option, if you don't want the universe to catastrophically create near death for you, is you can go out and you can pay attention for one, but you can also go out and seek it. And I think that's been my path of before the universe has to manifest that. And maybe the universe still will manifest that. I could walk out today. But in, but in, I don't see that on you. Instead of having to do that, you go and you seek. You seek your death through, in my case, the plant medicines. Right. Like the very first time I did ayahuasca, I had to face my death, and everybody's heard this story, in as many ways as I could possibly imagine, and time and time <coughs> again through all the different plants. You go through the dissolution of self, mm. and then the actualization of who you are as your eternal self, your mm. capital S self, or your soul, if your vocabulary will permit that. Right. And then <coughs> you understand who you really are. Right. And that recalibrates everything. But that's like, an essential part of waking up is understanding that you are not who you think you are. <laughs> you no. know, you are a lot more than that. No. Yeah, and once again, it goes back to the thoughts not being yours. Yeah. Those thoughts are based on your parents' fears. They're based on your childhood fears. And like, and it's very interesting that, that we think, or we believe, we buy into the fact that, God, I, I, I'm who I, I'm, I'm, I'm the sum of, of the equation of all the shit that's happened to me. I am the man that that 14-year-old kid, uh, this experience that happened to this 14-year-old kid made. I, I, I am the, the man that this 25-year-old experienced, and that, that's why I am who I am. But what about the 65-year-old you who doesn't exist yet? What if you're him? What if you're also him? What if you're just as much as he is? Why, why can't you ask him for guidance? Why can't you ask for help? Why can't you put yourself on that path? And you have. Tell yeah. us about that. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, yeah i'll I'll preface it i'll preface it with this because if we just jump there like i know your audience is woke but uh part part of my process has been to um incorporate my ego not fight it not push it uh osho has this 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 uh theory that your ego is your Siamese twin, right? That that you have this you have this incredible life, this incredible existence inside of a womb as a fetus. And all you've ever known is this this plentiful universe that everything is provided for you, right? Food is given to you, it's put nutrients are brought into your body. You don't have to fucking masticate. It's amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I think we'll do that again. Um, uh, sound is muffled for you for, for you because uh, uh, you're not ready to hear it. Light is blocked for you because you're not ready to see it. Everything is taken care of. And then all of a sudden, one day contractions. And chaos. the only home you've ever known is becomes chaotic. And, and something, it must feel like an earthquake. It must feel like the, 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 the world is caving in. It must feel like death to you. And you're pushed out into this world where you feel cold. For the, like... Imagine feeling cold for the first time. Cold sucks now. 
Yeah. Can you imagine being cold for the first time? You're like, what the fuck is this? Mm-hmm. You're like, oh my god. And and you know, like everybody who's who's ever been caught in, in in the winter without a jacket knows how how fucked up that is. But what if it was the first time? What if it was the first time you saw lights and and, and probably colors or these colors? And the first time you heard sound unmuffled. So all of a sudden, Osho uh, postulates that your personality breaks in two at that moment. And you have this psychological twin called the ego that goes, yo, Aubrey, I got this. Mm-hmm. All right, this is never gonna happen to you again. I got this. You let, let, let me leave. Let me, mm-hmm. let, me, let me swing this sword real quick because that doctor just cut half your body off, uh-huh. smacked you in the face. This is bullshit. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, like, so sure. it's, it's your friend. And then you grow up a little bit and it's your imaginary friend. It's the person you're always talking to. You, you, you give it a name. All of a sudden, it becomes this uh, this protector and this and this twin and this friend and all these different things. And then one day, somebody goes, "Nah, that doesn't exist." You go, "Yeah, it does." They go, "No," and it's weird if you talk to them, and it's bad to listen to them. You're like, and as you get older, the entire world tells you that. The entire world keeps telling you that, keeps telling you that, keeps telling you that. But I guarantee you, ten thousand years ago, your dad wouldn't have told you that because it would have saved you from a saber tooth tiger. Mm-hmm. We've just built a world that we think that ego has no place in. So we belittle it and we, we try to destroy it and we try to do all these things. And I'm not saying that's, that's wrong or right. I'm saying it didn't work for me. It can't work. You can't, you can't be in this existence without an ego. No. You know, this is not the place for that. It's not a place for that type of existence. No, 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 no. Like we will go to another place yeah. for that type of, we came from a place for that type of existence. Right. But in this case, anyone who's pretending that they can completely get rid of their ego is part of that same ego trap. <laughs> that That's your ego talking. That's your ego, yeah. <laughs> that's your ego trying to claim superiority, which right. is the other game of the ego. It's to protect right. you from fear, but also to create dominance. Right. Dominance for mating advantage, dominance right. for social advantage, dominance for whatever. And you're just claiming dominance by changing the rules and saying, okay, the rules of the supreme person in this case, the dominant person is the person with the least ego, so I'm going to feign that I have the least ego. So the ego slipperily you know, identifies with something else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You can't get rid of it. No, no, you can't. But you just have to become aware of it. Absolutely. And then, and then, the more I became aware of mine, <clears throat> in particular, I was—I think I was in my—I don't know, thirteen, fourteenth ayahuasca ceremony—and my ego was tripping me up a lot. You know, it was just—it just, was just getting in the way. Like it was, like I would get, I would, I would do all this work to achieve something and then put my hands out to grab it. My ego will, the fuck is, what, 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 this is what we want, right? Like, <laughs> just like, and it just sort of sabotages you. <clears throat> and, and I got tired of that. And it was just sabotaging relationships, like with wonderful people, sabotaging certain things in my career, sabotaging things in my family. Like, even if I was trying to help, my ego was getting involved in my spirituality, right? Mm-hmm. It, was, it was being tricky in that regard. So I sat in my garage <clears throat> before, because I had people in the house, you know, getting ready for the ceremony, like some crazy person. I sat in my garage and I talked to myself <laughs> in my car. And I said, okay, I'm not getting out of this car until you tell me your name to my ego. And I sat there and I sat there. And my ego's like, you're crazy. I was like, you're not me. You're definitely not me because you tripped me up so much. And 
and we have we fight and we 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 want different things. So who are you? You're not me. And finally, it gave me a name. And I was like, okay, that's interesting. And I'd heard the name before. I was like, okay, that's interesting. I I, I know that name. And that name felt ancient, and and it felt. <sighs> It felt entangled with my being. And I said, well, how long have we been together? I said, since the beginning of time. You know, okay. We haven't always been enemies, have we? I said, nope. I go, well, when do we, when do we work best together? And, and I, it gave me a response that I, I couldn't believe. It said, when you loved me. And, and this, I had this exhalation that I had never had in my life, like, <sighs> yeah, you're just like everything else in the universe. You want attention, you want love. You want to be noticed, and you want to be loved. And if you don't get that, you do what the ego does, and you swing your sword. Mm -hmm. And if I'm the one who's hurting you. to prove you, it's worthy of love. Right. By being the best in the world, by being perfect, by being dominant. Or tearing, you, or tearing you down, yeah. right? <clears throat> and, and so I invited my ego to sit in that ceremony. And it was flattered and shocked. And I invited it to the next one. And it got rid of some things that, that were deeper in me that it was holding back, that it was holding on to in a way that I didn't even realize it was holding on, right? It has its own gravitational pull. It has its own power. And it has the ability to hold on to memories that you think you, that you thought you let go of. And I was like, oh, shit, this is a whole other level. <laughs> this, is, this is, wait, 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 wait. And then like my higher self, if you want to call it that, was kind of like, ah, so you guys are friends again. <laughs> <laughs> Almost like, not so much I've been waiting for this, but like, uh, yeah, this, is, this, is, this, is, this is a really, this is a good way to do it. This is, yeah, yeah this is a good way to do it. And um, so that's, and when people, you know, I don't know, Christians talk about the, 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 uh, the Holy Trinity. I really think this is kind of what they mean. Like there's the animal you, there's the you, mm -hmm. there's the higher self and there's the ego. And I think you need all three of these things working together to, to, to really have stability in this chaos. The chaos of, of the inner self and the chaos of the outer self. You, you need to be loving your higher self and, and not comparing yourself to, to what that being would be if it took over your body and, and God, what would that look like if if your higher self, you know his name, if he took over. It'd be amazing, right? But you'd also be fucking bored. And, and like, you know. Well, because your higher self, so your, your higher self, as I see it and feel it, is love. And just it's just pure love and compassion and consciousness. Yeah. And that doesn't want to move or do anything no because it's complete it has it no is. it has no lack it is a monk in the mountains it has no lack that showers exactly three times a it's year in perfect yeah. peace. it has yeah. no compulsion to do shit nothing and then so the ego is that force <clears throat> that moves love and that mm -hmm. force that compels action right because e an ego in order to compel action there has to be some kind of lack there has to be something that you're striving for some growth right. or some right. process and i think a correctly aligned ego the goal of that ego is to spread love farther because love <coughs> sitting contentedly within itself without any lack then isn't going to out go out and help people and that's this concept no. of the bodhisattva someone who could retreat to purely their higher self and mm -hmm. sit in compassion love nirvana mm -hmm. or you could choose another path and say i'm going to be the spiritual warrior that right. carries this love out into the world 
mm. and tries to make the biggest impact as possible. But I'm not fully ever going to be able to untangle that from the spoils of enjoyment that the ego will have from being successful. You know, you can't <coughs> fully ever really remove that. We don't live in that world. It's not the place we are. Yeah, and, I mean, and I, I kind of think like if you were supposed to be in that existence, you, you would have been born in a fisherman village in India. And, and or you, you would have just stayed and, home. Yeah. Just stayed home and not not taken body. You know, I don't know exactly yeah, how yeah, that yeah. all works, but that yeah. certainly seems how it seems how it feels. Yeah, and, and, and absolutely. And I think I think the reason that we do play the game of life, we do take body, is that we do wear the 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 the, the, the meat outfit, right? <laughs> is that we're supposed to balance these three things out, right? Mm -hmm. We're not supposed to be purely spiritual. And this is what gives us the game, right? I mean, if everything, if there wasn't a force inside us that says. I am not connected, I am not God, I am not love, then we would all just collapse back, you to know, collapse from. back to where we came from, and there would be no game. There has to be a force <laughs> strong enough to say, right. no, I'm not that, I'm something else, mm -hmm. in order for there to be the differentiation for us to play the greatest video game that we could ever possibly play. Absolutely. And, and, and in my experiences, when I found that, I, I, I showed that darker side, I showed that lower vibration, more love, it raised its behavior. Yeah, it brought itself up to my level. It was like, so I'm no longer in the outskirts. So I'm I'm, I'm playing with you guys. Great. It was almost like that. It sure. was like I threw the ball to it, and he goes, "Me? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I was like, yeah, come play, man." And he's like, "Oh, thanks." Instead of going, waiting until you like, until something happens to you, and then he goes, "Yeah, my turn." Right? Yeah, it just takes control. Of the yeah, because it's gonna play no matter what. It's gonna it's gonna it's gonna hop in that game no matter what. Mm -hmm. So you might as well be the coach and go, "All right, your turn." Yep. You can be my shield or you can be my sword. Yeah. What, what, and it's almost like being able, showing your ego so much love, it, it starts to become a tool for you rather than something that trips you up. Mm -hmm. So, all right, I'm gonna circle back to that first question that got us on this thing. With, <laughs> I remember I was watching a, a speech from Matthew McConaughey and he was talking about heroes. Right. And he goes, you know, my it's hero. Oscar speech, right? Yeah, yeah, he's like, my hero is me a year from now. My hero is me five years from yeah. now because we're all on this path where we can look back at our old self and be like oh man young young Aubrey young McCod yeah, you know yeah. I get that motherfucker he, he was doing some shit but man he was dumb <laughs> in a lot of ways you know yeah, yeah he was he was smart for 25 <laughs> I wouldn't hang out with that <laughs> but then I thought you know when I was talking to you earlier and you were, you were talking about getting counsel now right from right. an older version of yourself right I think that was a cool thing that I think everybody could do. Like that's something that we could all try yeah. to do. Yeah, and so I, 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 I prefaced it with the ego conversation only because reverting back to your 12-year-old self or your 18-year-old self or your 25-year-old self is easy to do, but that's your ego sort of holding you back, right? So... There's this other way where you can create a bridge. And, and, and first of all, let's be honest about it. That 14-year-old you is not in this dimension. It is, it is the only bridge you have to it is your memories and your imagination. You're probably not even remembering the shit right. It's mm -hmm. really just your imagination, right? That's the bridge that you have yep. to another dimension. So why is it a foreign concept that we can use that same tool, the imagination, to bridge a gap in the future. Makes total sense. Like if you can think, oh man, 
I have these patterns in my life because in my 20s this happened and, and this is what's probably going to happen now in the future. So you're, you're actually creating that bridge into this future because of your past, right? You're reliving your past in the future. But if you were to say, this is my optimal self, this is who I want to be and this is who I want to connect with. And in this infinite universe, there are an infinite number of 65-year-old macabre brookses. Some of them are real assholes. Some of them are awesome. <laughs> mm -hmm. And I don't want to talk to the assholes. I don't want to talk to the ones I don't respect. I want to talk to the 65-year-old me who has optimized his entire life. And I asked him for help. I, I did uh, 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 some ceremonies in Colombia. My, my girl and I did some, some ceremonies in Colombia last December. And I, and I asked Mama, I asked uh, Pachamama for uh, some help in that to help me bridge this gap into the future. And it gave me an age, and I was like, oh, okay. Gave me two ages, and I was like, okay. I, these, these, that's interesting. And I started talking to the me 32 years from now. Or uh, uh, I can't do math. <laughs> started talking yeah. to me like 27 years from now. And um, it started to, to, to have this, it was the same voice as the source. It was the same voice that, that I heard when I had the, near, the, the near-death experience. The same voices I heard during the coma. It's a voice that's, that you always hear. And it's the loudest one. And so I just sort of took this, this principle of looking behind me, right? Like we, we live our lives, most of us are looking behind ourselves, or I, I like to think of it this way. We're walking forward into the future, holding a mirror in front of us. Always looking back. Right. So you're just like, yeah, I'm, I'm going in the direction that life is telling me to go, but look at all that shit behind me. This is crazy. Look at all this shit behind me. You're like, you never see where you're going. Put the fucking mirror down. Like, just yeah. put the mirror down. Look where you're going. And maybe you might see some shit that surprises you. You might see you over there. And you might go, hey, old me. And the old you's like, I'm happy you found out you could do this. The optimized version of yourself already knows all this. The optimized version of yourself 30 years from now definitely knows this. So I, I've been able to get counsel and mentorship and advice, not from the 14-year-old me who didn't know any better, not from the 20-year-old me who went through this, a lot of really hard things and, and looks at life in a certain way and I'm not gonna carry that on into my future. But I looked at the, at the me, the version of me who's gotten over all that shit. Who's, who's, who's come out clean on the other side and who's achieved his dreams. And, and I go, how'd you do it? He goes, this way. And it's super easy. He's like, it's, it's, it's what we think it is. It's just more connection to the source. It's more honesty to yourself. And it's more love with the eye and consciousness, with putting love into yourself, putting love into others, and putting love into the world. And constantly, every single day, when I'm making a decision, I, I hear that voice. And, and he's, he's pretty nonchalant. He's like, you, you know, hey, I'm here. So there's an infinite number of 37-year-old macaques who you might be the right one. You might not be. I'm talking to all y'all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, one of y'all going to make it here. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the rest of y'all won't. <laughs> so I hope it's you. <laughs> like, he doesn't care. It's, really, it's actually kind of interesting. And it's like... Uh, it really does make sense when you tell somebody, okay, you're doing this based in your life, based on past experiences and patterns that you've created, which means you're looking behind yourself, right? Look ahead. It's very simple. Just look ahead. It's interesting. I just listened to 
a particle physicist on Joe Rogan's podcast, and he was talking about the many worlds hypothesis, and it really yeah. parlays well with this this idea that there's many versions of yourself that you're carrying into the future. Like in quantum physics, when you observe, you know, make the choice to observe and localize a particle on one you know side, like in that slit experiment, you put the camera right. with the observer effect, you observe it, and you localize that particle on one side you're creating one version of a world right. and that world has the particle on that side and then there's another world where it doesn't and right. all of these choices we make from the particles down to the whole being expressed create a different world that exists but simultaneously Absolutely. in this kind of many worlds hypothesis there's many different selves and there's many different outcomes almost infinite different outcomes based upon the choices mm -hmm. of those selves and i've experienced something very similar in my own journeys where I've seen it like I was moving across on a horizontal line and there was all these little branching pathways that I could take and it was just like these infinite branches and mm. some of them reached in you know kind of my peak potential and peak consciousness like pure soul like pure actualizations right. of who I was was expressed <coughs> vertically mm -hmm. and so some of the branched pathways reached that vertical expression and then that vertical expression I was able to speak a note of truth so pure and so full of love that the whole world stopped for a second to listen and that's like, like I where know, I wanted yeah, to go yeah, right yeah. but there was so many other different pathways where if I like kept partying <clears throat> or kept making bad yeah. choices or got locked in the ego or random chance came and a lightning bolt struck or whatever happened all of these little nubs would dead end and I wouldn't reach there right. but you know connecting with that version of yourself in the future that has reached that level and there's could be many that reach slightly different yeah, versions yeah, of that of level course. but connecting with one of them yeah and then saying hey how'd you do it i mean it's a, a beautiful way to do it and not dissimilar for those of you who listen to my podcast with paul check not dissimilar from the dialogue that he suggests we start to initiate with our soul so you're saying that me and paul check are like this yeah <laughs> um, no but 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 actually to honor you I used your word, like in the ceremony, I was like, I need the optimized version of myself, right? So I wasn't talking to the nodes that were there, like that, that got the squiggly line there, right? Yeah. Or that took this crooked direction, but still got there. I was like, who's the dude that went like this? Yeah. Who's that dude? I wanna talk to that guy. And that dude was like, <laughs> hello, McCall. <laughs> <laughs> You're finally ready. <laughs> <laughs> so with this all, man, all of this work that you've done internally, um, you've mirrored that with a lot of fucking hard-ass work, particularly on the music side. And it's something yeah. I mentioned in, when I was posting about that song, which is fucking amazing. Tears away. Download it on Spotify. We'll try and maybe play, play a little sample here on this podcast. Yeah, too. stream it. You don't have to download it. Just, yeah, yeah, whatever. Yeah. I'm using old language. Yeah, I'm it's 2017. <laughs> <laughs> no one downloads anything except for me. I still download yeah, yeah. shit. <laughs> yeah, you, you, can, you, can, you can download it. That gives me more money. <laughs> yeah, download stream it. Stream shit. Yeah. It's fucking amazing. We'll play you a sample. But what I've seen is I've seen, you know, it's not just like the passive thing. Like I think a lot of people who smoke too much weed can sit around and just imagine shit's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. I had a homie who thought he was going to be a rock star. But he didn't do anything. <laughs> yeah, but he didn't do anything. And he was just yeah, kind of like waiting for Rockstar to happen. Rockstar doesn't happen. You can't do that. No, yeah, you got you to gotta meet, that, you meet that internal work with the external yeah. practice. Like you can't imagine, I'm going to be Conor motherfucking McGregor and not do the work. And not punch somebody. Yeah, and not yeah. be sparring, hitting rounds and, and working on your craft. 
you're not going to be successful music unless you're doing the, the external work to mirror that. And I've watched you for fucking years yeah. grinding with that until finally you released a song. Yeah. And man, it was worth it. It's a good song. It is a, a fucking a, great a song. song. Yeah, we got a ton more really, really great songs coming down the pipeline. And thank you, brother. Thank you for that, man. You've always been really supportive, even when it was not that good. Like you were, you were super supportive. <laughs> really, like there was, there was lulls where you're like, "What the fuck is this?" Like <laughs> I thought you came out of the gate hot. You I came did. Came out of the gate really good. It was like I, raw. It was yeah, kind of yeah, like yeah. the beats kind of sucked, but it yeah. was fucking no, nasty it was raw. It was and raw, raw and yeah, dope. And, and you could hear the raw talent. Yeah. You could, and you, and what, I think what 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 you what drew, drew you to it was, you could hear the desire in the voice, right? The hunger. The hunger and the desire in the voice. And I lost that for a while because once again, I was, I was, I was walking forward holding up a mirror. And, and the problem with that is not only are you looking behind yourself, but you're looking at yourself, right? And no matter what, you're walking, right? So whenever you're looking at yourself, you're already in the past. You're already past that moment. Yep. So that self-reflexivity. The present is going to wait for your ass. It's bullshit. Yeah. Always moving. Yeah. No. No, no. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So it's like that self-reflexivity almost has to be where am I going to be in the future? Like where, where do I want to be, right? What, what are my aspirations and, how, and how, do I, how do I bring that to the now? And a lot of that is just 10,000 hours. A lot of that is... is the, the, I think the hardest part for me was coming from knowing I have I had to do music to where I'm sitting right now was the internal battle with myself, right? Was, are you good enough? Mm -hmm. Do you have what it takes? Are you going to work hard enough? Are you going to listen to everybody who says you suck? Are you going to, are you going to be afraid because you spent a hundred thousand dollars this month? And you really shouldn't have. And and everybody sees the paycheck when you walk in the room. Uh, are you gonna be? You know, I had a, I had an engineer that stole my hard drive and and, and was holding it hostage for two hundred thousand. And I I had to get that back. And like, I mean, it's it, it's a it's a fucking dirty business. But there's also like, if you if you don't if you don't want normal shit, you can't have normal complaints, right? So there was this part of me that was like, I can't even tell you, man. Like there was a part of me that was beating myself up on a daily basis, like on a daily basis. Like, what the fuck are you doing, dude? Like, <laughs> you have a great career. You make a ton of money on TV. You're fine. Like, what are you doing, right? Like, you like, why are you wasting your time? Like, and like my ego would be like, come on, man, you tripping, bro. <laughs> and then finally, it, with this internal work, um, I got to the place where. It was really interesting. I got to this place where I said, I can't listen to the criticism, not even my own. Because all I'm doing is critiquing a moment in time. But this next step, there's no critique for that, right? So it didn't matter if I sounded good December 12, 2013. Didn't matter if I sounded good March 11, 2014. It's now end of 2017 and I'm fucking awesome. <laughs> 2018 is going to be even better. Yeah. So it's almost like you don't know if you're capable of your dreams. Yes, we all we all know that. We all know like and, and most of us think that's a negative thing. But it's actually also a positive thing. Cuz you don't know if you're capable of your dreams. 
it's your it's up to you to take that negatively or positively. And so I started to take that positively. I started to go, well, I don't know. I don't fucking know if I'm capable of this. That's the answer. But the answer is to go get this vocal coach and keep pushing. The answer is to keep writing songs, even if everybody thinks they suck for two years. Fine. The, the answer is just to keep pushing because I don't fucking know. You know, and at the end of the day, you can't lose if you do that. Nah, you can't. Because even if it didn't end up working out and you know that you turned over every leaf, you tried as you didn't lose. fucking hard as you could, and you just went out on your shield and you're like, you know what? I've worked for eight years. I can't sing. <laughs> you know, like, but you know that in your bones. <laughs> like, you, if you really know that, yeah, like, yeah, all right. Yeah. Fuck it. Yeah. That's yeah. cool. But if you didn't know that, if you're like, man, maybe I could have been a singer. Like, maybe I could have made music that shook the world. And you're carrying that all the way to the end. Oh. That's that shit that'll haunt you the rest of your that's life. The that's the that's loss. That's the loss. That's the actual loss. The win is the process of going for your dreams. And that's, that's what this whole course that I created, Go For Your Win, is about. It's about saying, all right, you got to figure out what your win is, and then you got to fucking go for it. And that is the win. Because it's always evolving. It's always changing. And it's not outcome well, dependent. Can I, can, I, can I give you a small caveat in my book? Mm -hmm. You are the win. Because it's not, it's because I put this song out this year and it's been met with so much love and, and I'm so grateful for that and, and so much support and so much positivity. And, that, and I was nervous about that for a long time. But I, and I was nervous about all these other, th other things attached to it for a long time. But at a, certain, at a certain point in time, I didn't care. And it got to the point where I realized on the road to trying to achieve your dream. Sorry, let me start that over. I'm so tired. <laughs> I realized on the road to trying to achieve your dreams, it's not about the dream anymore. It's about who you become. You become the type of person who can achieve anything. You become the win. You were the win unfolding. You become the win, and yeah. then you can just fucking achieve anything. You're just like, wait, oh, I'm a manifester. Somewhere on this road you go, if I do enough shit, if I apply myself enough, if I don't listen to anybody else's uh, advice, well, you can take advice. If I don't listen to anybody else's critique because it's not coming from a good place, if I don't even listen to my critique when it's not coming from a good place, then I become the type of person who can achieve anything, and that is the win. That's the actual win, mm -hmm. not, not the achievement itself. It is never outcome dependent. Yeah. It is all about you and the process that yeah. you go through. And then how do, you, how do you set your sights on that? Because you don't know, anybody who has these external goals, they're all ephemeral. You know, it's you yeah. think, I'm gonna be happy when I get that car. Motherfucker, you're well, not gonna be happy when you get that they, car. They You'll be, you might be happy when you become the type of person who is able to buy a car right. like that. Right. And if you put your goal as, I wanna be the type of person that can buy any motherfucking car that I want, then that's well, that and, and you're in the process to doing that, you're gonna be a happy dude. But if it's all about the external, the external thing that you're really looking for, right. you know, when you get it, it'll be empty. It'll be right. just like trying to, You'll be on to the next thing and on to the next thing and on to the next thing. And your whole life you will have spent chasing. And then you'll be like that palliative care nurse, Bronnie Ware, that I talk about, whose number one deathbed regret for all of the patients that she worked with was, you know, I wish I would have let myself be happier. Wish <laughs> I would have let myself be happier. That's the win. Because everybody was just so busy externalizing what would make them happy. They forgot that the process of evolving, the process of improving, the process of changing from... 14-year-old Makad to 37-year-old Makad to 65-year-old Makad, 
that is the fucking win. The whole thing, the whole process. It's not about being happy when you're there. It's not about being happy when you're retired. It's not about waiting till you go to heaven because you earned it and this life sucks. It's like (laughs) the whole thing is heaven. If you take that idea, like, yeah, it's going to be hard. It's going to be tough. It's going to be fun. It's going to be amazing. It's going to be all the things. And this is the video game. Mm -hmm. So let's motherfucking play. And, and, And the one thing the video game always is, whether it's stressful, whether it's this, that, that, it's amusing. <laughs> it's amusing. It's amusing. And that's what this shit is supposed to be. It's supposed to be <laughs> fucking amusing. It's like, engaging. Yeah, yeah. We it's can like, turn the game off, but yeah. we most of us don't want to. Yeah. Sometimes yeah. the game yeah. sucks so bad you do. Yeah. Or and, and, and sometimes like and you don't have to go into that into that you don't have to bring your character into that building yeah. or, or take him to that level that fast. Like it's up to you. So the the funniest thing is, is like I I I've I've my life is if somebody else stepped into my shoes today, they would give those shoes right back. <laughs> because my life could be overwhelming to someone else. But I find it amusing. I find the humor in having to deal with all these situations. I find the humor and 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 the amusement uh, in, in being annoyed or frustrated or this and this and that, so on and so forth. Because I realize if I let this frustration go too far, you're taking from, I'm allowing you to take from my win. Yeah. Right? Yeah. If I allow this annoyance to go too far, you're taking from my win. And I'm not going to let you do that. So I'm not going to let myself do that. Yeah. So it's just, it becomes this thing, right? I, had, I have a dialogue similar to you with your older self, with, you know, that part of myself, my conscious self, my mm-hmm. consciousness or eternal self or whatever. And <laughs> I'll have it and it always has the best sense of humor when I'm talking to yeah, that it's that amused person. it's, it's amused, so right? amused yeah. and it goes I'll be in the mid- middle of struggling with something we go like hey man you having fun and I go shut the fuck up man I'm f- <laughs> fuck you and it just laughs just like yeah, just like yeah. you did there like hey you having fun is that fun you having fun having a good time yeah <laughs> Are you enjoying this yeah and I'm like no I'm not and it just laughs yeah, like yeah. And, and and no matter how how mature you feel or, or like you, you built a lot in your life. I built a lot in my life, and like, you can juggle all these things. You could, you could, you could feel like an accomplished person. You can feel mature, but it's got nothing on your soul. Yeah. Your soul's like, so. Um, <laughs> those ninety-five years you had there—that was a great cup of coffee. <laughs> yeah. Was it amusing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's all it cares about. Like, it's really yeah, that's it. Yeah. Like, did you did you did you tabulate enough data? <laughs> and was it amusing? <laughs> yeah. That's kind of it. You know, th- when, I was, when I've gone to those spaces across the other side, it also gives me appreciation for this, you know, because I think some of our conversation may almost trivialize some aspects of the game, and from that perspective it is. But there's also this part of me that drives back to how fucking rad it is. Yeah. Like when you're in, you are in that pace, place of bliss and peace and love, and, mm. you know, you still don't have the experience of drinking a cup of coffee. Like you yeah. still don't have it tickling your taste bud you still don't get to do the things that we get to do in our life. Like it's a different, it's a different thing. And I could hypothesize being up there in that space and being like, man, it's nice up here. It's real nice. But looking around at the other soul brothers that are out there and like, Hey, look, look at that planet over there. You want to take a, you don't want to take a run at that. And you're like, Oh fuck, it looks gnarly down there. There's all kinds yeah. of shit going on. They're gonna elect a stupid ass president. It's called it's Earth. Good. Yeah. <laughs> it's but it's beautiful though. Did you see this? Super see all this blue. beautiful it's shit? Super blue. <laughs> super blue. There's fucking dope animals and people yeah. are good. Yeah. And sex is like at its peak on yeah, Earth, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. You know, like For the next fifteen thousand years. <laughs> yeah. Right. It's like till we figure out the seashell thing. <laughs>
<laughs> yeah. Like, do you want you want to take a run at it? <laughs> and maybe one of us would be like, Nah, man, I don't, nah, I don't think I'm good. Like, Come on, man. Come on, man. Let's take a run at Earth. Be like, yeah, fuck it. Fuck it. All right, fine. <laughs> Here we go. I'm gonna do like 15 cycles and I'm gonna do Mars. I'll do Mars. I'm doing Mars then. I'm gonna do Mars. I'm I'm holding for Mars. Yeah, I'm gonna hold on for Mars. <laughs> Who knows if that's the case, but I could see that. You know, I could see that being a reality. Here's the, here's the thing I've learned. Everything exists. And if you can imagine it, Aubrey, it, it, it's happened or it's happening. Like, once again, I, I, I do really truly believe that you or me or him or her, we cannot imagine anything beyond the universe. We cannot imagine any, any combination of events that could happen beyond the universe. So you're right. That happened. Good memory. <laughs> <laughs> all right my brother what's next besides pointing people to download your uh your songs anything else uh you want yeah people to be aware of um what i really do want people to to, to take a listen uh to tears away on spotify and and if you if you follow me on social media i really want to become the best artist that i can be and i want to become a voice for our time so just tell me tell me what you think you know this is this we live in a, we live in a time in a place where you can engage with fans instantaneously. And I'll take your critique even if you go, you suck, bro. I'm like, cool, that just means you hate life and you're looking for something. <laughs> or, or if you want to give me some real constructive critique, uh, uh, criticism, I'm, I'm down. I'll, I'll listen. Um, but, man, there's, what are you, there's so much to talk about right now. There's, so much. The world's going crazy. I mean. Or waking up. And that yeah. can sometimes be a painful process. Absolutely, absolutely. We're, we're actually waking up Both. from a nightmare if you think about it. I think, yeah. I mean, the, the, the way that women have been treated for thousands of years, it's coming to a head. Let's talk about that. Mm -hmm. that's, that's, an, that's an amazing process. Mm -hmm. uh, I realized, I think about two years ago, that I was way more sexist than I ever thought I was. I realized that. And I was like, fuck. And I wanted to apologize to, to the ring girl who was holding the, the card out, right? Because all the men are, yeah, mm -hmm. you're just like, <laughs> how does she feel? Like, that can't feel good, right? I, I wanted to apologize to the girl who couldn't join a sports team because they didn't have that team, you know? And, and I wanted to apologize to, to, to the girl who, 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 who doesn't, who feels like she can't be herself in a room full of men because she feels like she's gonna att attract a lot of attention. And that, 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 that hit me like a ton of bricks like two years ago. I was like, whoa, I don't think if, I think if you're a man and you haven't come to terms with the fact that you're fucking sexist, you're lying to yourself. There's no way that you can't be sexist living in a Western society. No way. It's just, I don't care who you are. Doesn't matter. You know, an interesting moment for me was at the uh, at the end of the Stranger Things season two. <clears throat> and sorry for the spoilers, but if you haven't watched it, it's your own fucking fault. I haven't point. watched it. Yeah, <laughs> all right, I don't care. I'm, not, I'm not going to. Anyway, so oh, no, no, I mean, <laughs> yes, any, I will. <laughs> at the end, <clears throat> Eleven, Eleven gets to you know gets to be with her dude, and they're like they're dancing with the cop, the old cop. What <laughs> no. is this? Some Roy Moore shit? What is this? <laughs> no, her, her boy Mikey. Uh, Mike and they're at this they're at this dance and it's a beautiful moment and they're and they're kissing each other they kiss each other and I think to myself like man that'd be scary as fuck to have Eleven as your as your girlfriend because she's obviously super powerful yeah. and she can, and she can read you your mind yeah. yeah and 
But then I realized it's I was like, like, it's like her having the passcode to your phone all the time. <laughs> fuck yeah, up. It's crazy. Yeah, that part. But just the, just her like physical power. Like she could fuck you up oh at God. any point in time. Yeah. And then I realized I was like, oh shit, that's just like being a girl. <laughs> oh, that's just wow. like being a girl. Like you're with wow. somebody who can who fuck, you, fuck up you up at all any time. time. Oh my God, yeah. And I just realized like, wow. damn, that's a different thing. Yeah. Wow. That's like a di whole different. Wait, let's take a moment on that, <laughs> bro. You, you blew my mind just now. <laughs> Half the world's going through that. Yeah. Well, more or less. Yeah. yeah. Like, wow. It's weird, and I was like, wow. Whoa. I mean, because Whitney's a badass; she can fight. But yeah, like, but there's you, never yeah. a thought in my mind like, oh yeah, she could fuck me up. Yeah. You know, she'd, like, have do, she'd have to do it in your sleep. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. I mean, I mean, really, like, yeah. that's the only way. Yeah. Like, I'm not scared of my girl physically. I mean, and there's I'm obviously girls. That could kick my ass now, but I'm not with them, so it's yeah. not like it's not a usual thing they, that someone think, says, yeah. you know. Like I'm sure fucking Cy Christian Cyborg or Rhonda could probably kick my ass, but of I'm not course. with them, so I don't yeah. have to. I've never yeah. postulized that moment of wow. physical helplessness with the yeah. person I'm with, and that is categorically what all women have to deal with. And and and, and to expand on that, that it, 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 that works sociologically as well, and 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 it, and it works with ideology because like we it's we, a trump card. Yeah, we've 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 had this system where. Not only does our physical prowess put them in, put them in a potentially threatening position just being in a relationship, right? But also we've made sure that they don't make as much money as us, and we've belittled their sexuality, and we've subjugated them for 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 wanting to explore that sexuality, and so we've done all these things and encouraged that the only real value is their youth. Well, right. you know, their, like, their, their youth and their and their piety, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Their, their piety, and then and then the attraction to. I mean, there's biological cues, but I also think it's like the attraction to high heels are also hilarious because that, that makes them even more vulnerable, right? It's like right. let's hobble your feet yeah. so that in case you wanted to run away, yeah. Yeah. we wouldn't even have to break a sweat. Like, like I just have to do this, yeah, like, or just kick out one of the toothpicks under your canoe. It's literally, like, it's like, literally like like hobbling a horse, like where you tie like I don't know exactly what hobbling is, but I think it's like you tie two hooves together. It doesn't sound good. No, yeah, and it's like oh, now the horse can't run away. It sounds like something Donald Trump must do to black people. <laughs> but uh, I'm sorry, I had to go there at a certain point. Um, but when you, yeah, when you like when you, I'm, I'm glad we're having this conversation because 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 of everything happening in our society today that we 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 need men. To, to to think about it this way. I'm sorry, I don't, I'm not saying that we're examples, but fuck it, we are. Because of the fact that we can have this conversation. Like, if, like, if you can have, I brought this kind of stuff up to, to some of my guy friends in LA, and they was like, it's the way it is. I'm like, yeah, that's the way it is because that's how it's been. That's once again, society walking, lock and step, holding up the biggest fucking mirror you can think of, looking behind us, still dealing with our grandparents' problems. Fucking break the mirror, put the shit down, put it down. Yeah. And 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 we I don't know. It's just like I would I would never put on some high heels because of how painful that shit looks. You know what I'm saying? And how like, vulnerable you'd feel. And how vulnerable like, you feel. I've, I sometimes like, if I'm going to a place where I know that I might get in a scuffle, I'll check the bottoms of my shoes. Right. Right. I'll check, right. I'll make sure like well right. I would wear my boots, but they're a little bit slippery. Right. If I gotta throw that right cross hard, I might slip out. Right, exactly. You know, and right. if I'm fucking have to shoot a double leg or something, you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, like and but so that so that inherent vulnerability is a is an interesting yeah interesting fact that we all even even me 
<clears throat> in another predatory environment, but girls have to deal with that shit all the time. But I think also, it's not only it's not only our you know girls disadvantaged. We've disadvantaged everybody, yeah, and have. it's not to level the playing field. Doesn't mean we need to diminish men. And I think no. that's something that a lot of people have done. Like, well, let's diminish let's diminish the wealthy people. Let's diminish the white people. Let's diminish the men. Let's diminish everybody to level it. No, no, no. It's about bringing everybody up. Right. And that doesn't mean that you have to put caps. On the oh. people that currently exist it just means no we're bringing everybody else to the level of full optimization full actualization that doesn't mean you have to play that ego game of dropping somebody else so that it's even you don't want to drop anything raise everything yeah it's it's, it's not it, it's 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 not like it's it's so strange to me <laughs> that somebody feels threatened that their life that their quality of life they, they will lessen their quality of life if they pay a woman an equal wage you're like are you, what? <laughs> or that, like, I, I mean, I've had, look, Hollywood's fucked up. Hollywood's, Holly, I mean, I, I, I've been saying it for years. People have never believed me. And it is one, it is the, how, 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 how dirty do you, you get on this podcast? All the way dirty. Okay, it is the chlamydia-ridden dickhole <laughs> of the United States of America. It's fucking disgusting. It is, it is the worst place. In some ways, it is the worst place that I've ever been, ever visited, yeah. much less lived. Because people who are broken and traumatized will inherently seek positions of power. Exactly. And the ways to find power are in Hollywood, in politics, Wall and Street. in vast yeah. wealth discrepancy fields. Right. And, and what they'll do is they'll find other people who are traumatized and broken and traumatize and break them further. Yeah. And they, they normally prey on young people. And it's it's a really really tough thing to watch, you know. Um, I, there's people that I've lost respect for um, instantaneously after meeting them because of how they treat women, or how they treat a waiter, or how they treat an Uber driver, or a chauffeur, or a publicist, or whoever. I'm just thinking to myself, you do realize if you do two more movies like that last one, people are going to start treating you like that, <laughs> basically. Or if your last album continues to move this way, you know. It's people who've lost touch with that base metaphysical truth, the one metaphysical truth yeah. that everybody is you living a different life. You cannot possibly perpetrate some kind of advantage for yourself over someone else without being in that other person's shoes and feeling the same perpetration right. upon yourself. Like you can't hurt someone and not feel the pain. Like that's the fundamental right. truth of the fact that we are all the universe and right. you can't hurt the universe and not feel it as the universe. Yeah, but, but, but the, the, you're absolutely right. The, the funny thing is that they don't equate the pain that they're inflicting on somebody else as the pain that's coming back to them. They nope. just think it's something else, right? And, and I, that's why Look, I, I hope my music blows up and I'm the biggest fucking thing in the world in two, three years. I, I really do, like, because because I know what to do with it. You're, I, doing, I, you're doing the internal work, right? I've to keep the, you to keep that ego from taking right. over complete control and stuffing that soul self down into its fucking pocket, Absolutely. so it can't even hear its whisper. Absolutely, and and I I I, I think one of the problems is that they they we put too much emphasis on youth, and we we give power and money and access to 19 year olds and 21 year olds and you're like, 
that's the wrong thing to do. <laughs> like, Especially without any structured, no. any structured ritual to help yeah. keep them in line. Like if the, all of society was like, okay, yeah, <clears throat> instead of your bar mitzvah at 13 or whatever in, in that culture, which is now a vapid, empty dance party, right. instead of it was like, well, now it's your 13-year-old ayahuasca. It's your six, you know, 16-year-old iboga quinceanera. Good luck. Yeah, you know, yeah. like it's your 21-year-old yeah. rite of passage, hike through the andes yeah. and drink wachuma at the end of the inca trail yeah. Yeah. you know like those are the things that we need kids to keep us in line. Yeah, totally <laughs> like if we had that then people could maybe hold that type of power but without the things to keep that power in check and to elevate that sense of love to elevate that sense of soul you're going to end up with some weird shit and that's the yeah. world that we're in now yeah it is i mean I, I i just i don't even understand the masturbation in front of people that's that's just weird to me that's just like all, all the serious shit aside who does that who who does that how do you even get pleasure from that does that work do you go into a room and go hmm, time to jack off and then there's somebody who goes oh that looks like fun let me join you no that's i don't know if that's ever happened like i, I, I listen like I, I do i've done well in my life and never has that been a move like that has worked i just what are you talking about? It's weird, right? It's yeah. just, it's just, they, I think you just trickle into it. See, what, what can I get away with? What can I suggest, subject like, this person Let me to? sit on this bottle and see if, any, if there's any takers in the room. What? What's going on here? Well, the truth is coming out now. The yeah, truth is coming out. I think, honestly, having lived in Hollywood for a long time, I can tell you, this is just the beginning. This is just the beginning. Good. And uh, No, it's good. Fresh air and sunlight. I am, I am ecstatic listen you go into a room and you meet with studio executives and you see there's there might be 30 executives in a room for a screen test five women five women and three of them work for somebody else in that room you know what i mean mm -hmm. maybe one minority two minority type thing maybe three four depending on the studio and you go there's a power structure that has to shift because that doesn't look like anything else in the world. No. If I walk outside and into any other room, there's not 82% men. That's not, that's not a room I want to be in, <laughs> frankly, like in any other circumstance. But it's like if you, all you guys are making decisions and there's 40 people in that room and there's only, there's only five women, that has to change. And that, that's why there's so much... Uh, uh, sexual dysfunction and, and assault at this point. I mean, Jesus. Mm -hmm. It's common. Yeah. I mean, I, I look forward to a future where, you know, we don't, right now we have to focus on the inequalities because we're recovering from this trauma. But I look forward to this world where, as you know, as we were talking, like, you don't identify with your skin color, your no. race, your sex. Your I, I, I already don't. You know, and it's just like, oh, yeah, I'm a soul. Oh, here's my body. Yeah. You know, like, sweet. Like it's just like you would if you're if you're talking to somebody in a car, you know, like right, right. oh nice ride. And you're like oh right. thanks, I've been working on this ride. Yeah, yeah, it's dope. But yeah. you know that you're not talking to the ride. Yeah, you know, yeah, it's yeah. just like talking to the driver. You're talking to the driver. Yeah, and yeah, that's great car you got. Yeah, great car, nice car. Yeah, <laughs> and and that's kind of how I I'm, I'm already I'm already you're already there. Yeah, I'm already there. There's I think there's millions of people who are already there and ready to be there, and um. I'm gonna be happy when we get there. Like I, I, I got this, this, this thing I want to start. Definitely in this, in this lifetime, 
because it's appropriate, um, about being beyond black, right? Not identifying with with that uh, with that adjective about my race, right? So, the the, the word black has been a long, has been around a lot longer than it's been applied to people, right? It meant dark, it meant sullen, it meant melancholy, it meant plague, death, all these things, all these negative things. And all of a sudden, it had to be applied to a people uh, that the West Indian Trading Company had to make young sailors feel not so bad about kidnapping people, right? So you said you called them black. And what that meant back then was plague-ridden or evil or dark or this, all these different things, right? They used to call them Moors or they used to identify people from where they're from. But that became something that has carried on. Like, you, you can't change the meaning of a word just because you're reestablishing it and, and, and using it as a moniker for somebody else, right? So it's almost like we have to redefine how we talk about ourselves and how we talk about others. And whenever somebody brings up that I'm black, I go, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then they, they get really super confused. And I'm like, yeah, no, I'm not. My shirt's black. <laughs> I'm actually like a, I mean, we're talking about colors and shit. Um, kinda, I don't know. Like, I, I don't have that 124 crayon yellow. box. Yeah, yeah, I got like, it. yeah, like it's like three, four colors put together like <laughs> to make this shit. This is beautiful. So it, it's, it's I, I don't know. Like I think, I mean, I've brought this up to some people and it's not quite formulated yet, but I, we have to get beyond uh, this this determination. And it comes with this this preconceived notion that I never agreed to. I, I never agreed to what black means to you. I don't know what it means to you. I never agreed to it. And by the time I got here, I'm, st I'm stuck into a system that I'm supposed to be, I'm supposed to adhere to because this, is, this infiltrated society before me came up with it. I'm good, so I'm, I'm really good. So it's like, it's almost like my ancestors fought not to be black. I think we're all fighting not to be, you know, not to be what we were born as. Well, look, I'm just what real. we truly are. Like, you know? yes, yes, yes. And that's a very spiritual, wonderful way to put it. And you're absolutely right. Absolutely right. And that's a very elevated, awoken way to put it. <laughs> but the reality is they fought not to be black. Mm -hmm. They actually fought. Like, I don't want to be, if you think this, this is what black is, then I don't want to be that. I, we're going right, to fight right. not to be this because this is what you think it is. Okay, cool. Done. I don't want to be that anymore. And so like to carry on the work of your own ancestors, I think is, is one of the most beautiful processes you can do. And to do that, it is, it is to bring people into the fold of, of, of your understanding, your comprehension, right? I don't understand why you see somebody's skin color as, as a, as a uh, um, determination of, of their worth, right? So I just have to stop using the words that you use. And uh, I think all the words need to be cleaned. You know, that's yeah. one of the things as I look at. I think that's really our job is to clean these words off of all of the bullshit yeah. that they're mean. Love needs to be cleaned. Oh, you know? my God. That God needs, needs to yeah. be clean. Soul needs to be clean. Black needs to be clean. Self yeah. needs to be cleaned. Yeah. All of these words. White. white. Need, white. Uh, Everything. Uh, 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 Everything yeah. needs yeah. to be cleaned yeah. off. So we really actually understand what the fuck we're talking about. I just think we need to stop using them. Like, I mean, like. <laughs> New words. Like, yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, like, yeah. Use God. That's fine. That means something different to everybody. Love needs to be cleaned. <laughs> yeah. We're not going to get rid of that. That needs to scrub down. <laughs> that needs to scrub down. But like black, white, Latino, like, just stop.
Yeah. Just ditch some, clean the others. Yeah. Ditch, ditch, ditch the ones that, that, that give you a visceral response. And the other ones you go like, that's a little too general. <laughs> and it means, it means that we need to hone that one in. Well, yeah. my fellow word cleaning, warrior poet, philosopher <laughs> brother, this has been yeah, awesome, man. man. One of the longest podcasts I've thrown down. It's been, been a pleasure. Yeah, to do always, it. brother. It's always a pleasure. Yeah, man. Cool. Great man. to have you out. And download that motherfucking song. It's so good. Tears away on. I'm so fucked. I'm so fucked up. I still download songs. Aubrey thinks it's 2007. <laughs> I just got my Spotify premium like two weeks ago. I'm fucked up. Stream the song Tears Away. Yeah, it's a great Spotify. song. It's a great Thanks, song. Thanks, everybody. Much love. Peace. Thank you, brother. Thanks for having me. Thanks for listening, everybody. I hope you download Makad's song on Spotify, Tears Away. Also, if you feel moved, please leave a review on iTunes. That always helps. And share this podcast with your friends. Until then, I'll see you next time. Run along. Go ahead and find yourself with someone other. Other. No right from wrong. Not been rolling like a stone trying to recover. Recover. The road is long to carry on. Your bags ain't really something that I need. So we're just gonna lock up this way.